welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Okay, Simon asked me to make this, um, this one really practical today. Uh, and so um, I know he said that he was finishing up the healing series uh, last week. Um, we're finishing up, I'm changing, we're feeling, finishing up the healing series this week. Uh, but then we're going to carry it on for every, 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 every Sunday ever. <laughs> um, how many people have just have caught something out of this past six weeks that you've gone, wow, that hit me between the, yeah, cool. How many people have had their theology challenged around healing? A few sacred cows taken out the back and made into hamburgers. That's what we do with sacred cows. Cool. Um, and some of, some of you are probably still going, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, it's interesting for me, whenever I speak on the topic of, of healing, it is the one that I get the most pushback um, on. Most pushback. I, I, I've got... I think 290 odd messages on my computer that I can preach. If I preach on healing, I will get the most pushback. Um, so either my theology is all up the wahoo <laughs> or there is something incredibly powerful in healing being released. Um, so I just want to uh, recap, um, and then we're going to pray for a, a few more people. I want to recap on the uh, message I did about six weeks ago. Simon has then expanded on a lot of those points and done his incredible, uh, and has, you know, has, seeing his teaching gift come out there and do it. It's awesome. It's always such a pleasure to watch. Um, so number one, I said become fully convinced that God wants you well. Okay. We, we, we spoke out of Psalms there. Um, and it says that he heals all our diseases and all of our sicknesses, and the emphasis being on all. You know, I stressed there. They didn't, you know, he didn't say, oh, apart from that person, apart from this disease, apart from that. No, he said all. Jesus spent a lot of time going around and healing the sick, as Simon has been bringing out. I think like 20% of the Gospels talk about Jesus healing the sick. It's just a thread that is right through it. It's rife uh, with it there. Uh, the other one I said to you was to speak to the mountain. Um, so we don't have to come to God and plead Him for healing. He wants us well. Uh, and so He said, if you speak to this mountain, if you have the faith the size of the mustard seed and you speak to this mountain and say it be cast into the sea, that is what will happen. Genesis 1, and God said, and God said, and then God made us in His image. Therefore, the words that we speak are creative and powerful. So we speak to the mountain. We're not pleading God for healing. Jesus has already done it. And he said those fantastic words on the cross, it is finished. The reign of death, disease, sickness is finished. He has bought and paid for the effects of sin. And then he has given the ticket to you and I, the gift of righteousness. We are in right standing with God. Focus on the solution, not the problem. I gave you that account of when I came out of Cambodia. Uh, it's the last time I think that I had a sick day. Um, and, uh, and I just kept praying over the thing, praying over this thing, this, this gastro thing I'd picked up. It was probably from eating some bad food. I don't know if we could even call it a disease. 
Um, but, you know, I'd eaten something over there and it upset my stomach and it just would not come right. And I kept praying and declaring over it. And then God one morning said, Chris, get your eyes on me. Get your eyes off the problem. You've become so focused on the problem. Look where the solution is. It's a great, it's a great thing to do if you've been prayed for and invariably there will be a challenge to that healing. And, and, and you'll feel this little wee pang. And if we focus on, what we focus on is what we get. So why cars hit power poles. All this, all this free space, yeah, they hit power pole. Why? Because people focus on the thing they don't want to hit and they end up hitting it. It, it, it is true. It, 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 that's, that's actually science. <laughs> There's science there. Um, so if we start focusing on the niggle, it's amazing how our minds just can start to enlarge that. Whereas if we go, no, actually, I remember when I was prayed for that and something shifted, I felt the presence of God. I'm moving back there. I'm keeping my, my focus on the solution. Cool? Um, the supernatural realm is greater than the natural realm. We think this earth is so tangible, don't we? And so solid. Tell you what, when you've lived through a few Canterbury or a few thousand Canterbury earthquakes, you realise this there is nothing solid about this thing that's spinning around at thousands of miles per hour every day. There is nothing solid about it. The 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 solid realm is actually the supernatural realm. And we are told, we are taught to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and that is a declaration. Give us our daily bread, that is a request. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is a declaration. Cool. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. So if we can see it in faith, and I'm not talking about blab it and grab it, Okay. I want to be a millionaire, okay? If, you know, I mean, you can go around saying that as much as you like. If, if God hasn't set that up, then, then it's not, you're not going to pull it through into this realm. Whereas healing, He has set up for all of us to walk in. And so we can pull it from the supernatural realm with confidence. We have a substance called faith to see something that is not seen become something that is seen. And I use that analogy of where does a tree come from? Someone tell me, where does a tree come from? Where does the substance of a tree come from? It comes out of the ear, doesn't it? Carbon, that's why every time you book a ticket, it's like, do you want to offset your carbon emissions? I.e., what the plane is blowing out the back, we're going to plant a little thing in the ground that's going to grab that stuff and it's going to turn it into wood. That's, why such, that, that's what carbon emissions are all about. Offsetting carbon emissions is about planting trees. But what do trees do? They don't take, they, they take nutrients out of the soil, but they don't take soil and turn it into wood. Otherwise, there would be an equal amount of dirt missing from the ground beside every tree. No, they take something that is unseen and they make it into something that is seen. It's a great picture of what we do with healing. We take out of the supernatural that which is not seen and we make it something that is seen. When, when you plant a tree, you expect it to become wood and grow, don't you? 
Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't mean to pause there, but yeah. We expect it. So when we pray for healing, we expect something that is unseen to become seen. It's cool. I love that. That, that picture for me is really helpful. And what I've been trying to do, do with these two messages is just bring it really practical with things that are going to help you when you go out and you pray for people to be healed. And then the next point I brought out was that it's very easy to pray out of fear. Especially when there's coughs and colds and things around and you get around someone and you start, oh God, please pray, I pray, Father, I pray, for sure, don't let me get sick. Oh. I was like, Father, I thank you that I am a germ graveyard. I thank you that I am incompatible with the ways of this world. That I am an ambassador of heaven. And I release heaven on earth. That I take authority over that thing and that thing dies. It doesn't make me sick. That thing. That is the inferior. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in this world. Die, virus. Um, and then the other hot tip that I gave you was get his report before you get any other report. Um, and time and time again, Ruth and I have seen that play off uh, where we have, someone has been told this could be the case, they were going for more tests, we said let's interrupt that and let's pray first. And then they've gone off and they've had tests. And the cool thing, we will never know if we interrupted, but I got a pretty good shot, I, I got a pretty good We've, we've done it enough times now, and with Ruth being a nurse as well, she knows the physical symptoms. And we've had enough interruptions now where we go, I am sure there are many people that have actually been healed without even knowing it. I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, clap, yeah, that's good, awesome. <laughs> Thank you to the person that started that movement. Um, I think it's good to remember. Like, I, I refuse to consider that my prayers have not achieved anything. I, I refuse that. I refuse that notion. I reject that premise. Because a lot of the time, we don't know what our prayers are doing. And a lot of the time, we don't know when we've prayed for people if they have been fully healed as well. On our healing journey, and, and we, we are on a healing journey, we count all of the little miracles along the way. Every single miracle. So there are, there are some areas in our lives we want to see the big miracle, the ultimate. But along the journey, we'll take every single little win. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you move a mountain? One spade full at a time. And so I celebrate those, and that encourages us to go back and let's go after this, and let's push this a little bit further. Um, I, I really want to be like Jesus, where I just lay hands on the sick every time, and they recover. Yeah. That's my benchmark. I'm never going to be satisfied until I see that. Um, but I'll take all the wins along the way, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll count those. Um, so yeah, get his report before you get any others. Now, a couple of few more points that I just want to bring in there. Um, that was the last message. Next one are these three points that we just want to whip over quickly. Um, before I go any further though, isn't that a cool graphic? Yeah. 
Um, and I just want to acknowledge Stephen Garden up the back there, hiding away there. And, and I've been watching this uh, graphic for the last few weeks, and that's pretty cool. And then when he sent me the sample of these show slides this week, I was like, that's cool, man. I get to use that, those graphics. That's cool. Um, so thank you, mate. We really appreciate what, what you do. We really do. You're, you're an awesome man. Awesome man. Um, so refuse to get offended. Refuse to get offended with God. Because what does offense do? It builds a fence. Offended builds a fence. The last thing that we want to get trapped into, and the enemy so wants us to get in this trap, is that we build a fence between us and the source of healing. Okay, it is never God's issue. I've just accepted that. I've got, I'm not, I'm, I cannot blame God. He, he's got a galaxy to look after. Okay? I know that he is intimate. He is right beside me. He's been with me all this week. Been flat out, but he's been right there with me. I, the last thing I want to do is because I don't see something work out how I think it should, or even how I see it in the black and white text of the Bible. I am not going to cut myself off from him. Now, I'm not saying I haven't. I'm just saying from this day forward, I'm not going to. And then when I muck up, I'm not going to from that point on. It's so easy to get offended with God, but we cut ourselves off from the source. And then secondary to that is it's easy to get offended with other people who are praying and wanting to see us heal, healed. Um, and you may be in the situation where you actually, you have an illness that for years and years you've been battling, um, and you almost feel like when people pray for you, it, it, it's like, you know, the spotlight comes on you. you this is your issue. Okay. I simply want to do this, and again, I simply want to say, just trust the, trust, not, sorry, don't trust. Consider the best intentions of the people praying for you, is that they also want to. And yes, I know what it's like when you feel like there's a pressure that's being put on you, but refuse again to get offended. Just celebrate awesome another person is in the battle with me praying for my healing. Another person's praying for my healing. Because what does the enemy want to do? He wants to cut us off from Jesus and he wants to cut us off from each other. We're all in this together. Let's stay, let's stick in it together. Let's refuse to get offended with each other. You can have that wee musical note just for free. Um, and then this has been so helpful for me. I live in the tension. I live in the tension. All that came to Jesus were healed. I don't give myself an out. If someone, if I pray for someone and they're not healed right there and then, or even I follow up and there hasn't necessarily even been a progressive healing, I live in the tension. And I go, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. And I'm going to go again. And I'm going to keep praying. And I'm going to keep praying. Because my plumb line is what the Word of God says, not my experience here on earth. I become comfortable with failure. I become comfortable with failure. And I don't try to reason it away. 
I just go, I've got more to journey. I've got more to journey, and I'm going to keep journeying. I'm going to keep journeying because I'm going to let the Bible be my plumb line. I'm going to let what I saw him train his disciples to go out and do be my plumb line. I'm going to look at Paul, who people would try and put people in his shadow, be my plumb line. I won't make excuses for it. I just go, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. I live in that tension. Because it's so easy when, yeah, you might pray for a bunch of people and see them healed, and then there'll be a, a patch where you're just like, I'm not, I, I'm not right there and then seeing something. I'm praying that as they go, they're being healed. But I'm not, I'm not going to give myself an out. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I found a lot of people have been taken out of the healing walk or pursuing it because of a, of a few times they haven't seen people healed. It's done. If someone said that you were going to be $10,000 richer if you did a certain thing by two days' time, and you went the first time and it didn't work, and you went the second time and it didn't work, and you went the third time and it didn't work, would you go a fourth time? I think you would. Because you know that there's a prize. I pursue the prize. We pursue the prize of seeing his kingdom fully released here on earth as it is in heaven. So don't be afraid to live in the tension. Um, and then the last one that I wanted to um, just say is that um, Jesus trained all his disciples to heal the sick. So if you think if you, if you think you got a hall pass last week because of the gift of healing, you didn't. <laughs> I don't have a gift of healing. I know I don't have the gift of healing. As in a ascension type gift. I know I've got a gift of leadership. Man, I can lead and set things up and people turn up and stuff happens. I'm just like, it just comes naturally. It's a gift. I know what it is to be in a gift. I watch Simon week after week operate in his gift. I watch musicians up here week after week operate in what is a God-given gift. You know, with the ascension gifts like apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, is that those people are there to help equip the saints for work. So if you are running with a gift of healing, then your job is not just to go out and release healing, it is to equip the rest of us, to challenge the rest of us, to keep going after the fact that all Jesus' disciples are called to heal the sick. You, you, should, you should be challenging us. Those people that came up the front last week, you should be on our case. You should be setting the standard. And I need you. You know, I can pastor because I worked alongside a fivefold ministry gift pastor and they rubbed off on me. It does not come naturally. You do not want me beside your hospital bed. Because okay? all I'm going to do, I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to be praying for you to get out of that bed. Whereas sometimes you just need someone to come in with the comfort and the empathy and all those sorts of things. I think my children say I'm the least empathetic person in the world. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with that. I wouldn't mind a little bit more. But I, but I know how to pastor, and I do actually know how to be empathetic at the right time. 
because I worked alongside them. So those people that came up last week, we want to rub alongside you. We want to rub shoulders alongside of you because all of us are called to heal the sick. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.